0: We just want our respect, Rob wants his respect, Coach Vogel wants his respect, our organization wants their respect, Laker Nation want their respect, and I want my damn respect too.
1: another episode of that's a rap podcast i am your co-host jay rosales it has been a minute as the kids say and oh boy uh you know our last episode now two weeks ago jason did an awesome job with adam on the that's a raptorial something we will be bringing back with other toronto sports teams but so if you haven't had a chance have definitely have a listen that's a great introduction to the toronto blue jays um but we're here to talk about Raptors. And, you know, like we said, it's been a while. I think the last time we spoke actually, I won't even go that far. It's been a long time. And with this pandemic going on, it feels like a whole year has passed. But very happy to be on with you two. Dre, Jason, how are you guys doing before we jump in here? It's been a while. How are you guys holding up?
0: As good as it could be in a pandemic, yeah. We have a lot of basketball stuff to to bring back and talk about, I mean, we got a new champion. The Raptors aren't champions for once the first time in well over a year. Um, So I cannot wait to discuss all of that stuff with you guys. Jace, how are you doing? I'm good, man.
2: Like Jay said, it's, it's been a minute and it's, it's been a minute since actually all of us have spoken too. like, I know that we have a group chat and everything like that, but to actually talk to you guys and knowing at this, you know, th- these times you can't really see each other either. So it's just good to talk with my friends about basketball, about things that uh, we're used to and we we love. And that's basketball and that's the Raptors. So without further ado, Jay, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Actually, you know what? Before that, I want to say hi again to us, to the Raptor fans, to the Aseret fans. Um, this is a podcast by fans, for fans. And we are... I guess now that the season is over, we're in our third season of that's a Rep, I think, would you say crazy, so? crazy, crazy weird. Yeah, it's weird. So, uh, thank you for hopping on for, with that's a rep pod. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at that's rep pod for this episode. I kind of just wanted to let loose, talk about the championship, talk about the season at large. And I want to throw some, uh, a little head to head, a little Jay versus Dre, if you will. Ooh, it's been a while. since
0: That's how we're going to start that's things it. off. We're going to fight.
2: <laughs> no, that's how we're going to end. We're going to fight to the death. Okay. Ah, uh, Jay. Give me give me the agenda. What we got today, brother?
1: Yeah, so first of all, we will, as you mentioned, we will do a quick review of the season. I know it's hard to talk about a season where the Raptors are not champions, but we kind of have to do it. And that does lend to the next part, which was where we actually talk about Toronto's, I guess, number one villain, and that would be LeBron James and his... Mm-hmm stance and where he he his place is in nba history then we're gonna put a wrap on the bubble uh, a bubble wrap as it were and give some final thoughts on how this whole bubble season played out and how the nba endured it and how adam silver was able to navigate the i guess Unsure waters of this entire situation. And as Jason mentioned, we're going to end this off with some fun Dre versus Jay stuff. Uh, Jason has not told Dre or I what he's got on tap, but I'm nope. sure it will be a lot of fun. And I can't wait. And yeah, with that in mind, let's talk about the season. Jason, uh, how do you want yeah. to start us off here?
2: You know what? Before we start with the with the season, what do you guys think about the new Raps jerseys? Oh, we new, have talked about
1: uh, that. That's
2: right. Yes, sir. Yes, too. So, the, the Toronto Raptors have released images of the new Raptors jerseys, and it's, the chevron is very apparent for all three so far. Uh, there's a, a little mysterious, you know, image going around with the other two. Um, probably is going to be one of them is going to be the uh, gold ovo uh and the other one would be probably a retro purple jersey i guess that's what you they allude to with the backdrop of the of the gold color and the purple color i like it i mean i think the the most fire of them is probably the black with the pinstripes well not the pinstripes like the kind of like the, the little black looking
0: thing yeah group. Yes,
2: yes. I like those the most. The red and white and the, the alternative white and red, like those are dope. Those are those are beautiful, beautiful jerseys. But the fire one for me, I'd say that one OG is
0: rocking. What do you guys think? I have to see how I feel about them right now. There's something about the lettering of Raptors that's kind of off putting for me on all of the jerseys i'm not entirely sure what it is but there are things that i like like i do like the idea of having the red stripe on the on the bottom of the leg uh, of the shorts Mm. i think that's you know it's like a nice offsetting type thing where it's like it's not symmetrical but it's just intriguing um I don't know which one's my favorite yet. At first, I really didn't like the black one. But then like the more I've gotten used to it, the more it's like, nah, everyone's right. This actually is pretty fire. Uh, But I will say this, though. Complete coincidence, but hilarious that the two that they're hiding from us are purple and gold. Also, the current champions are purple and gold, so it's just a nice interesting uh, coincidence that we have. Potentially, could we be receiving a Laker? No, it has nothing to do with that. But anyway, um uh, <laughs> the point is uh, it's they're they're looking alright. And I think when I see them in motion, part of the problem is, you know, like with the black jersey, you know, everything's an extreme close-up, so you can't see the whole thing. Or in the body shots we've have of Pascal and of OG. Um, and OG's got the ball blocking like half the jersey, so it's like I mean I see it, but I don't like fully see it. I want to get like the full okay, thing, and okay. I want to see it in motion. And I think then I'll be able to tell yeah. for sure. But I can tell you this, even though I'm not entirely sold, they're far from hideous jerseys. I think for the most part they're pretty right. well designed. There's just a few things I might have changed. I've I mean, from... it's
2: it's basically the the earned jersey, right? The earned from when they were wearing it during the yeah, the kind most of, years. but Notably slightly different championship run. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, Jay. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. All good. Uh, because I'm about to
1: rip a new one in in the design of this, but okay. I will say this: my initial thought was hideous. Okay. Uh, but not so just me. Uh, I it it has it has somewhat grown on me. Specifically, the the red jersey with the black uh, chevron. I'm not feeling that at all. I think that that's, if anything, that looks more like a Trailblazers jersey than it does a Raptors jersey. Yeah, yeah people have been yeah, saying that. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't feel authentic to me. I mean, the the fact that they tease the purple, the purple one specifically is one that really jumps out to me because that to me speaks Raptors. If I see a purple jersey, mm-hmm, um, right. the, this red black thing that they've got going on, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Again, this might grow on me. And I will admit that when the first version of the, the Chevron came out, the white with the red, the candy canes, I actually did not like that either. So that's gone around 180 degrees, and now I think that that's one of my favorite Raptors jerseys of all time. So mm-hmm. maybe that'll happen with this when we see it in action. Uh, Dre, I, I suggest you visit the the Real Sports uh, website. They have a pretty good okay. uh, look at the jerseys in terms of like giving you that 360 view, giving you shots of some of the players wearing the jerseys. So I think you'll get a better feel for whether or not these are uh, more of a, a – a good look or a bad look uh, based on the additional pictures Um, as it pertains to I guess my my favorite by by default I guess I would agree with Jason that it is the black one with the the pinstripe zigzag thing going on there Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that will change once I see the gold and or the purple like that that's probably going to be I'm probably gonna like both of them more Um, and then I think one thing that I want to bring up that is not really Jersey related, but ad related, and that is the absence of Fred Van Vliet. And this is something that yes. I want to address. Now, the the initial thought is going to be, well, he's not on there. And, and there's concern for why that is, right? And Uh, If you haven't seen yet, the two players that are on the side that are shadowed out uh, is believed to be Norm Powell in the gold, and it's most definitely Terrence Davis in the purple. So again, that's five Mm -hmm. players. None of them are Fred Van Vliet. Um, My reasoning for the Fred Van Vliet is is quite simply that he's just not under contract, right? And all five of those players are. Now, you could argue that, uh, well, what if the Raptors were to wait and see if he signs and then do this ad campaign. Here's the problem. Uh, latest indications are that free agency is not kicking off until December 1st. Oy. Uh, these jerseys are ready to go right now. I don't think they're going to <laughs> wait six weeks to figure out whether or not he signs. And that's not an indication of whether or not A, Fred wants to or does not want to sign with the Raptors and B, how much the Raptors are willing to pay. So I think that with all of that uncertainty, it it's almost to me a no brainer. You cannot include Fred in this, um, so right. that's kind of where right. I stand with that. You guys tell me if you agree or disagree.
2: Yeah. I hundred percent agree with you mm-hmm. uh, because in in this case, I would have said that why not surge? But at the same point because he's also not under contract with us either. So I it, it's it's not so much concerning as in like we're we might be thinking a little bit too much into this. And it's not a conspiracy. I don't think that, like you're right, Jay. I don't think this is a coincidence that they just chose Terrence Davis. And arguably, you know, some people could say that's Chris Boucher too. But I think he's also not under contract with us either. Um, but yeah, I I think that there it's it's definitely uh, a a conscious uh, decision that the Raptors PR has made to to leave out Fred, leave out Serge, uh, because they're not under contract, and and that's all it is. And, and if you've seen the video though. But if you have
1: seen the, the the Raptors released a video showing this, uh, both Fred and Serge are in that video. Very um, true. Gasol Very is true. not, but uh, Fred and and Serge, I, I don't know, I don't think I saw Gasol in that. But yeah, Fred and Serge are definitely in that video. So that maybe that's a sign that you know there's there's some bit of uh, understanding mm-hmm. there that they're going to try maybe. to keep one or both of those guys. Yeah.
0: What I think is important, and I agree with both of you, is that. Regardless of the NBA pulling off the bubble, every franchise and the NBA as a whole have arguably lost a lot of money and they're not going to hold off on until free agency to release these jerseys. This could be a really good way to recoup a lot of lost finances so mm. yeah they're absolutely gonna go ahead with that now and yeah a hundred percent i there it's not like they're even gonna give up trying to get fred van Vliet. it's simply just we don't know yet so why are we gonna stir the pot but unfortunately the internet never sleeps and it views this as you're stirring the pot because you're saying that he's not going to come back when in actuality we don't know yet and That's basically what it is at the end of the day. So all we could do is celebrate those that are in the Jersey that we know are for sure coming back unless they were to be traded, which I doubt. And you have some interesting looking jerseys that some people like, some people don't. But at the end of the day, they're new Raptors jerseys. And that's a dope thing to always celebrate. I'm I'm always down for new jerseys. I love merchandise. So um, (laughs) overall, I think it's, it's a good day. Yeah. There's also the uh, the throwback Nets jerseys. Quick, quick um, analysis on those. Yay, nay. I, I I don't know how to feel about them. I think most uh, most are I,
1: saying nay, but I say yay.
0: Okay, because I was saying I'm saying nay actually. Yeah. So I think it, it, in this instance we're, we're not seeing on eye. They look like a uh, like a Microsoft Word gradient. They're weird. <laughs> I that's, that's the point is, isn't, that's those. how it
1: uh used to be you know isn't is, isn't that what they're trying to do if they're trying to do a variation of it then yes
0: but i think that is what it used to be so it's just a throwback no it is but it's still uh, i don't know even like the the old new jersey gray kind of looks a little bit better i don't know
2: yeah we're gonna have to ask our friend ariel uh, yes. <laughs> who who is a New Jersey resident? Yeah uh, or nay, Ariel? Yay or nay? All right. Well, moving off from the, the Raptors because I'm probably going to cop that black one. It's too fire. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors are no longer reigning champions. Aww. That is that that the Larry OB has been passed to the champion of this year's season. That is your or not ours, but the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, a lot of people have. Put and myself included, I I thought that the Lakers would win. Uh, I didn't think that they would have such a easier route because you know everyone wanted to have that Lakers versus Clippers, uh, showdown. But we'll talk about a little bit later. Way quick nudge nudge. Um, but there. Are, what do you guys think, man? I mean, well, Jay we and can I talk were about... really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had Clippers over
0: Raptors, and but even in my what you had, Drake? Even in the finals, we said uh, we said a heat and six, I think. So yeah, our bad, our bad. Oh, I lost, I lost
1: money on
2: that. So yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God! Oh I no! Yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, that's true. I forgot that we we talked about who who was going to win, uh, and I believe I said the the Lakers would win because you got to do it for Mamba. And, uh, and were okay, right. I, I'll say that. I'll say that the 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 Heat were were definitely a great uh opponent more specifically jimmy butler. Yes. That like that game was it game four performance, I think, or game game five performance? I don't know. The one that where he got forty points and like a triple double. Oh, that was, was game incredible. three, I
0: think. Like, and then uh yeah, the, like, the game, three? game five, yeah.
2: Yeah. That was an unbelievable. Like when when he went up for uh like, basically only sat for what 46 seconds of the entire game and uh and by by like minute number 46 he drove into the paint and got fouled pretty hard and then you can just see him gassed and yeah. and have his like uh just leaning against that Hunched wall, over. and then you saw yeah duncan Robinson just like yo take your time bro like though those moments like I love those moments because you just see the the heart, the basically giving all everything you got. And I guess that kind of is reminiscent to when the Raptors were playing in Game Seven versus the Boston Celtics. They they went out with uh, basically put everything they had on the table, and that's what Jimmy Butler did. So I, I commend him for that. But the Lakers, like it's been said, like LeBron is one he's playing with his the best teammate he's ever had ever. That's over Dwayne Wade, that's over Kyrie Irving. Uh Anthony Davis that's is over jr Smith? Thing. Uh well maybe not jr Smith. <laughs> okay, okay. But like basically you look at the stats when it comes to like the playoffs. I mean, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are scattered all over the place. Like mm-hmm. Anthony Davis with uh number 1 in in field goal attempts, field goals made, uh offensive rebounds, blocks, points Anthony Davis was number one in points in these playoffs you look at LeBron James and he's number one in field goals field goals attempts defense rebounds assists total rebounds like it's it's incredible what these two have done uh in in the bubble so like I commend the Lakers I, I the the defense that they that they displayed uh on 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 the heat um and like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, there's really no other tandem in the NBA right now. And, you know, at the moment, no other team in the NBA right now that can that can take that away from them. So what do you guys think, man? Do you think they were... Was this a good finals? Or did do you think that if Miami was healthy, they would have brought a big better fight?
0: Uh, in one way, this was an excellent finals, and I'll get into why in a second. But in another way, it was a decent finals. I think if Miami was a bit healthier, um, you know, that'd be a different story, you know, much more of a fight, which would be, you know, amazing. The way that it was excellent is because of the year that we've had, considering that we had this bubble, we had COVID, uh, we had so many other problems, you know, the whole thing started off with China not wanting to broadcast Houston, you know, Kobe died. Um, uh, David Stern died. Like and then you had a uh, yeah. You had so many things happening: COVID, the bubble, the fact that they pulled it off with zero tests. To me, this makes this one of the great finals for a, a completely historical reason. In terms of entertainment value, yes and yes and no. It was it was decent. It was exhilarating to see Jimmy Butler going insane and proving. All the, all the people that doubted him, incorrect. And people like myself who have loved him since day one, correct that he's one of the greatest players in the league right now. And at the same time, you know, seeing LeBron James, he's arguably the greatest player in the league right now. We'll get into that in a second. Firing off. And Anthony Davis finally on a team with that can give him a chance, you know. In um, a lot of ways, it was good. But in terms of just watching games, it was okay. A, a bigger fight would have been better but that's because of injury just being gas. it's just one of those things i'm not going to put any teams at fault
1: uh, i think they're frauds that's how i'm going to really start this uh, yeah. okay there, man no I, I i just uh it really bugs me it really bugs me that
2: <laughs> you gotta uh, yeah no i i love it i love it because like a little bit of me thinks that you know what but, like, honestly speaking, I'm not trying to be a homer. Maybe I am. I just feel like the Raptors would have had such a better chance when it comes to these finals. But, Jay, this is your floor. You know Tell what? me what you think.
1: You're right. And you know what? If, if I know there aren't any Celtics fans listening, they would probably say the same thing, too. And yeah. the reason yeah, why, and this is the only stat I'm going to give you guys because I'm not I'm not going to get into stats too much in this episode, but really the Lakers never faced a top 10 defense at all in these Mm, playoffs that's true they the closest they came was the heat who were ranked 11th the meanwhile they didn't have to face the clippers they didn't have to face the raptors they didn't have to face the bucks so their inefficiencies or their deficiencies i should say could not be exposed as much or if it was it was for a very short time Whereas the Raptors, you saw how the, they played both inside the bubble and outside the bubble against the Lakers, defeating them both times. And you know before the bubble, when they won earlier in the year with uh, Serge and and Kyle out. The, you could chalk that up to, okay, well, the Lakers didn't get it yet. But then the Raptors fans can come back and say, yeah, well, we didn't have Lowry or Baca, so suck it. Hmm. But in the bubble, <laughs> both teams were fully healthy. And yet again, the Lakers yeah. were fully healthy, and the Raptors figured them out, and they basically dominated them. So that's just one example, right? We Boston very well could have given them a harder fight, and we're never going to know. And th- this is the problem. I don't want to... Um, I should really take back the statement about them being frauds. Uh, that really just comes off as a, a Raptors homework <laughs> getting sounding really bitter because, uh, in all honesty, that is what Raptors fans had to endure last year, right? Uh, people yeah. calling the Raptors championship not really worth it because of the injuries that the Warriors had to endure That's and weird. blah, 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 right? Yeah. At the same time, the Raptors pulled it off. And, you know, up until last week, we were still saying Raptors are champions. So, <laughs> the Lakers, you deserve it. Um, if there's anyone I'm specifically happy for, it's actually not Anthony Davis. It's LeBron James. Um, yeah. I've had to, you know, I, whenever the 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 Raptors are eliminated, uh, and I'm t- I'm thinking about pre-championship years. Um, for I would always end up jumping on the LeBron bandwagon because I personally feel like there is no player in NBA history who has his skill set and his longevity and well, maybe his longevity for sure, but the combination that he has, he's going to continue breaking records and it's just astonishing Mm -hmm. to watch. And for me, the only thing that's still a blemish on his own, I guess, personal record book is the number of championships he has. But for me, it's like, he doesn't even need this to, to, to qualify as, or to be, um, to etch his name as the greatest of all time in my own books. I know a lot of people are going to say Jordan and I'm not going to bother with that argument right now, but this does help at least in terms of the argument of him cementing his his status at least as the best player of this era. Uh, and I, again, would argue right. of all time. So yeah, I'm very happy for LeBron and I think that uh, it, it just further cements his legacy.
2: Right. I, I, I think that when it comes to lebron we'll we'll definitely we can definitely dive into like a, a, a mj versus lebron a versus kobe versus you know all, uh, all, all the players that <laughs> <Bryce Calabrini. laughs> oh we're ending the pod right here but but i feel like and and uh, you know i don't think we've been alive enough to watch enough basketball to really feel like you know the, the like lebron is the end all be all. but in our generation i think lebron is the best player in our generation and but not only that it, it's more the he's he's a player and and a man that that is basically taking everything that he's he can in the position that he's he is in, and what I mean by it is that when you listen to his speech uh, at the end of the uh, when he when he was awarded the Bill Russell Trophy, uh, when he was like, you know, I want I want the Lakers to have the respect. I want uh, what like the the the, the organization, the, the, the manager, you know, and then I want my own damn respect too. And the thing is, he has his respect, but he's he's not he to me he's like the only player that isn't just the player in the nba he is like the whole package he without lebron james there wouldn't be basketball on the bubble and i and i fully fully uh think that like someone someone like an agitator like patrick beverly is saying uh on twitter you know without everything said and done whatever lebron does we do and you know, LeBron is talking about Jeannie Buss. LeBron is talking about Rob Polenka. and and normally people don't normally players don't really talk about their their bosses. But really, really, if you think about it, LeBron James orchestrated this whole thing to get Anthony Davis, to knowing that he had, he had in order for him to get those rings. And let's be real, he is going, he is chasing Jordan, no matter what, he is chasing those six rings. He's going to do whatever it takes in his position to get that six ring to be the, the best player in any generation. Um, and he's doing that because he can, because he's the best and because he is the face of the NBA, no matter who is up and coming, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, whatever, without LeBron James, there is no NBA. And I don't know if you guys agree with, it, with me. And I don't know if the uh, fans right now who are listening right now agree with me, but Honestly speaking, do you really think that the NBA would, would the bubble would have lasted without LeBron James as an influence?
0: Um, For me, as somebody who's been outwardly bothered by LeBron James, the older I get and the more that I watch the sport and the older that he gets, I'm losing reasons to be annoyed by the guy. Like... Okay, outside of when he was on Miami and flopping, and the fact that he still is like complains to the ref. Outside of that, is there really any other reason to be bothered by this guy? He's no, he's no, seventeen, I don't 17 think so. and still arguably the best player in the league. Like Anthony Davis, people are like, "Oh my God, you couldn't win without Anthony Davis," which I don't know if that's entirely true. Although it certainly helped, but he was still technically better than Anthony Davis. On a team with Anthony Davis, and <laughs> you know, point. this is him playing the fourth position that he's ever played. All he's not played as a center. Which can you imagine if he like takes his talents to to, to 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 the Northeast and goes to the Knicks and becomes a center for the Knicks and wins a ring there? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. And you know, he just the sky is endless with him, and the fact that he's so built that he's only technically in the last 10 years or so had one year stifled by injury what a lot of players can't go by months without that stuff and this is his 17th year most of his contemporaries are washed up or they've left the league and he's still like the king of his team he's still top five in the league number one depending on who you ask and at the start of the season, I was like, oh, no, it's Kawhi or it's it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. But at the end of the season, no, nah, I've got to go against my my 25 year old better ju- judgment and say that it is, in fact, LeBron James. I think right now it's undisputable that he is the best player in the league with one of the best teams in the league. And I completely misunderstood them at the start of the season saying if they had injury trouble that they're – not even going to make the playoffs. Well, guess what? They didn't have injury trouble. They fought through everything and they figured it out and they did whatever management they needed to do. I'm guessing a lot of it was under LeBron's wing because, you know, you had Frank Vogel, who was like a first time coach for the, for the Lakers and who I think did quite a good job by the way. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this I'm guessing is the veteran presence of LeBron James saying, Hey guys, all of us want to ring. A lot of us here Want a ring. Anthony Davis, you've been on a franchise team that just isn't cutting it. Dwight Howard, you're one of the greatest centers of, of the 2000s, and you haven't gotten anything. Let me take you there. You know, we have all these young guns like Caruso and Kuzma. J.R. Smith, sure, you could come with if you want. Um, Rashawn Rondo, <laughs> you know – do you dare be the second person to win a ring from both Boston and the Lakers? Let's make it happen. You haven't won a ring in 12 years. This felt like a team that wasn't necessarily a destiny or a dynasty, but the one where it's like LeBron says, you know what? Y'all need a taste of, of magic. Let's get there. So as sweet as it is for LeBron to have that fourth ring and it definitely strengthens his legacy. I would argue doesn't matter what the ratio is. It's still number four and his third FMVP on a different team or it's his fourth, but it's his third on a different team, which is a new record. Um, This is so sweet for Dwight Howard who fought for years and lost all of his legacy only to try and bring it back. This is great for, for Rondo who's been underrated for years. This is great for Anthony Davis who has been struggling with a team that just couldn't keep up with him or care to keep up with him. This is sweet on so many levels. And in one way, that's because of LeBron's greatness as a player, but another way it's, a, it's because mm-hmm. of his greatness as a leader. And to me, that's invaluable.
1: Well said. And I think I'll end off the LeBron part by saying, you know, the for how long he's been in the league, you know who were the other players on the court when he played his first NBA game? Get ready for some names, guys. Ricky Davis, Carlos Boozer, Zydrunas <laughs> Ilgauskas, Darius Miles, Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, Brad Miller, Vladi Divac, and Peja Sojakovic. All of those were the nine other starters when LeBron James entered the league. Uh, It's really a testament to his durability that he's lasted this long and is still an outstanding, outstanding talent. So, uh, again, congratulations to the Lakers. Uh, I think, I think uh, we should probably wrap up the bubble talk and and, and yes, sir. give some final thoughts on on the bubble. Let's give a non-Lakers version of this. I think we've talked a little too much about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um Dre brought it up earlier, the fact that the the league managed to go through this entire bubble without any COVID cases. It was released uh the news released a couple of days after or a couple of weeks ago that there were actually some positive cases, but amongst workers um, I guess my question to you guys is that is is that information that you felt should have been released alongside the weekly updates we were getting um for the players, or is that not our business? It, it's okay that we were told after the fact. like
0: is that is that newsworthy is what I'm um, trying to get at Not to make this political, but a lot of people have been pissed off with the recent like within the last month revelation that the orange one down there knew the severity and didn't want to frighten people. So he dumbed it down costing hundreds of thousands of lives. So in a similar way, even though you can't prevent hysteria and you can't prevent conspiracy, it, it's kind of detrimental that it looks bad on the league now as if something was hidden, when in actuality, as bad as that is, the, none of the players were still affected. But I think it would have been a better look if they had been honest right up front and said, okay, guys, some of the workers have got it sick, but we're, we're dealing with it, especially because all the other leagues have been upfront with, uh-oh, all these players have, have gotten it, right? Like they haven't hidden it. So it's not like the NBA was like the only league to have positive cases. So I think it would have looked better because now it just looks not that players would have played with COVID. You would have known, believe me, you would have known if they had COVID on the court, but it just, it's not the greatest look. That's all I'm going to say, but Hmm. at least everyone's okay. So, but it's still not the greatest look, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that, but I also agree to the fact that, you know, it's um, they, they, whenever a COVID test or no, Whenever like they stated that zero COVID tests were were positive, they were I guess in my head they were kind of talking about the players and the coaches and everyone who's involved in the NBA. When it comes to the workers, I mean, like I don't really know the backstory. I don't know who you know are these are these uh, uh frontline workers going in shifts? Are they the same people? Do they live in the bubble? Like I, when it comes to that, I'm not too sure. When it comes to the bubble itself. That's what I'm more concerned of. I hope that whomever is tested positive of the workers, I really do hope that they are okay. But again, it's not so much of a bad look. Than to say that, you know, we are hiding this information from you. But I just feel like if it was necessary to say that, hey, this this worker uh, contacted a lot of other people within the bubble, within the organization, then that's a more of a concern. But if it was just like, you know, any positive test is is concerning, of course. But if it's a positive test of a worker that's, you know, in the, uh, I don't know, facility of that's not around the players, then it's not as concerning, I guess. I mean, yeah three months ago I would have been like that's you know that's crazy shut down the league but Mm -hmm. we I think we've come to a point where we 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 don't know the uh, severity of the situation just yet when it comes to COVID but I do think that we've found ways to make it not as not and not as dangerous I guess so so to answer your question Jay I, I don't think it was that bad of a bad of a thing but you know i, I do want to say though b- before we go to break i do want to say that i have to commend and i think we're on the same page we have to commend the nba for pulling this off because yeah, yeah you know before this whole bubble started i think all of us were just like you know what i don't think this is a good idea and i we were connecting with people on on twitter as well saying that you know this is this is a terrible idea you're bringing uh professional players to uh, basically, the hottest hotspot in America right now when it comes to COVID cases, and you want them to play basketball, like that—that seems very unprofessional. Right? Like un—that's just not a good idea. And then now, the fact that they've gone through almost five to six months of zero, zero players being positive, zero staff members being positive—that's an incredible feat. And then to have a chance for these players to play a sport that they love. Uh, to do their jobs is an amazing feat. So I just got to commend the fact the NBA and they, again, they are the, they were the one in the forefront to say, no, we have to stop this uh, season. Uh, We have to put it on pause. Everyone else follows suit. Now we have to do this in a, in a strict way in the bubble. Trust me on this uh, NBA fans, we will have a championship this year and they did it. And now everyone's trying to follow suit. So you know the this is why the nba is such a great league everyone is trying to you know do what they're doing and are not doing successfully so the fact that they did it successfully is is an amazing feat
1: yeah and i think that the the you know you made one error in what you just said there and i can understand why you did say that it was five or six months it was actually only three months it did feel like five or six months (laughs) it felt like a year man (laughs) yeah it, it, it absolutely did and and I think the longer it feels for each of these players. Remember, we we found this out during the playoffs that even coaches were not allowed to bring in their families, which was ridiculous. But right. but let's uh, we haven't even touched upon the biggest. Um, I, I don't know if I would say success, but I think it definitely was. Um, you know, holistically speaking, that there was success there in terms of the social movement. And oh, yes, you know, yes. I'm very glad first, you brought that, that up. That was that was brought up to everyone's attention was okay we're going to be that leaving our families not only just to play basketball but like there's so much unjust happening in the world this is this is not what our priority should be and the fact that they were able to convince the players to not only play but feel like they were still making a difference more than Mm -hmm. just names on the back of their jerseys more than just a big black lives matter sign on, on the court or on a bus, they really felt like their voices were being heard. And I think the tipping point was obviously when the, the bucks sat out a game and in protest and, you know, you really felt like these players were making an impact. Now I don't, I haven't heard anything since. And I know that, I think it was that night, even they were able to get on the phone with a a governor in, in Wisconsin I don't know what happened from that, but the fact that that conversation even happened shows that this bubble was a success. So I commend the league for that, especially right. Mm -hmm. For both leagues, for NBA and WNBA. You know what? You're you're absolutely right. And, and I, I I feel bad that I didn't say that right off the bat, but it's absolutely true um, that, that the messaging that they were able to, to
2: follow through on, I think it had some success and that's a huge win for both leagues. Yep. Hundred percent. So there you have it, guys. The NBA pulled it off uh, incredibly. They pull it off. They pull off the bubble leaf for the NBA and the WNBA. And I commend them for that. I do hope that we have uh, a season, uh, you know, no later than March. But that I think that's what that's the last thing I saw. March might be the next time they they tip the ball up. But March. Uh, March. There you have it, guys. Bub- let's put the wrap on the bubble and let's take a break. I'm gonna come back and we'll play some Jay versus Dre. Talk to you soon.
0: And you could purchase some of that along with the rest of the Lakers championship gear in one bundle. What a deal. (laughs) Does it come with the Raptors uh, jersey? Well, technically the purple and gold. So yes, yes, it does. Since they're not revealed, (laughs) technically we don't know. So as long as it's purple and gold, it's Raptors. I
1: I don't know if you guys noticed, but take a look at their their championship gear when they got it. It looked a hell of a lot like the Raptors gear. Like the same font, (laughs) same... Same way it was written. I'm like, come on, man. Get some originality.
0: I think uh, <laughs> when they were coming up with these, maybe the staff that was involved with this, maybe they didn't really get a chance to get to them since last year because of COVID. So it's like, oh, well, uh, quickly just toss it in MS Paint. They won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I'll they look it, nice. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued with what the rings are going to look like. I mean, because I feel like the Raptors rings are fire, man. Any Those middle fingers? I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, if, if know, it's like maybe wise, then they will be. Uh, maybe Anthony's Davis would be like, that's a wrap or like, that's all folks or something. Just like when he left new Orleans. Ah, true. inside.
0: Anyway, <laughs> okay. we shouldn't be agreeing. So, sure uh, we're supposed to be disagreeing.
2: Right. Welcome back to, that's a wrap of, uh, uh, podcast by raps fan for raps fan but for today i wanted to play a little jay versus dre for the end of this episode uh you know you can you guys can fight to the death of it or we can just agree or disagree with the uh storylines that i'm going to throw at you so basically i wanted to go through some stories that kind of came out of the bubble and you know you guys can tell me which was the funniest toughest or you know what the downright craziest so i have two categories I'm going to start with a light, a little bit more lighthearted. Basically, I want to ask you guys which storyline was funnier. All right, so you tell me which one's funnier. Jay, you can go first. Or Dre, you can go go first. It doesn't really matter. I just want to ask you guys for no, question number one: Which one was funnier? PJ Tucker bringing sixty pairs of shoes and ordering an eighty-inch screen TV in his room, <laughs> or versus Jalen Brown and Ennis Cantor teaching Taco for how to swim. Which one was funnier? Ooh.
0: Okay, like okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that many pairs of shoes in the bubble. I mean, you gotta you gotta dress up, and I can't be too angry because I'm a I'm a Storm fan, and I know Sue Bird brought like a thousand pairs of shoes as well. But that's Sue Bird, she's a legend. Uh, when it comes to BJ yeah. Tucker, uh, that's a little excessive. Whereas Taco Fall, make fun of the guy all you want, but the guys are learning how to swim. That is some wholesome stuff. I'm not going to rip on that. I'm saying the shoes and the, and the TV, which are excessive. It's a hotel; they have a yeah. TV already.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't actually argue against that. You know, the the, the taco thing was more cute, or than funny. And uh, uh, although the the sight of him trying to swim in general is just—if he knew how to swim and it was just swimming—that would be funnier. But the fact that he's learning how to swim—that's not funny. That's just cute. So yeah, I'm going yeah. with
2: I think, I think the, the whole point, I, I just feel like Taco Fall was just standing in the deepest end, but it looks shallow. It's like, yeah. How
1: yeah it's like, <laughs> I want you to float. He's like, I'm on my knees, dude. Like
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Get to the deep end. I'm in there.
1: It's <laughs> like, oh, oh, no, right. like, no, I'm not. I'm still,
2: I'm still standing.
0: And us I making agree. It I'm, funnier I'm, doesn't I'm, count. Yeah. We're talking about. Yeah, yeah, funny. <laughs>
2: I'm agreeing with you guys. I think the PG Tucker shoes was, I mean, he's he's known as the, the shoe connoisseur, I guess, but that 80 inch screen TV. I mean, damn, bro. Damn. Really got to bring it to your hotel room and your eyes are going to be checked. What about, all right, story number two. I got three for you. Story number two. Uh, Lou William in Magic City <laughs> versus <laughs> versus Bruno Coppolo uh, and Rashawn Holmes breaking quarantine for Uber Eats. Which one's funnier? I, <laughs> uh,
1: I, I should say, I should say Lou Williams, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that one to Dre. I have a feeling that's what he's gonna go with. I'm gonna say the Uber Eats one because that's come on, man. <laughs> like, it's it's not that hard to figure out what your boundaries are. Like I get it, you want to have food that is outside of whatever you like, and and from what we have read and heard is like every club had their own like chef or, or I think each team had their own chef
2: assigned but to them. Not, not, until like, not until like maybe a month into the, the, the bubble, but then you not to wait for that,
0: long to get there. <laughs>
2: I, like those two <laughs>
1: were not true. allowed for that long. Like, seriously, like just, you can go ahead and Uber It's fine. But like, figure out what your, your figure out what the
2: rules are first.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's just the dumbest way to, miss out on a game i get it you're not you're not really like a superstar player on a superstar team or anything but come on man i think that's what it is it's a come on man
0: it's a charles barkley come on man (laughs) i'm gonna tell you this um lou williams made me angrier because i felt initially it felt so much more useless but you know the guy left a bubble for a family emergency and it seemed like he got carried away with this outside freedom i know i ripped on him a lot when we first discussed this, but I think I've eased off on it a little bit, maybe in hindsight that nothing bad really happened. Plus he got all the comeuppance he needed with uh, way off peace. So there was that. <laughs> and, um, but when you look at the other guys, it's almost bafflingly stupid. <laughs> like we're not going to leave the bubble. We're going to have these other guys <laughs> from who knows where, because we want to try some food, which I, Can guarantee okay, maybe the food wasn't excellent at the Disney bubble, but it was going to get there. And you know, if you just waited a little bit, it would have gone better. But it's almost more stupid that it's like, all right, we're not going to violate the bubble rules, but we're just going to leave and meet these Uber drivers anyway. Like, it's almost like if you're going to be that stupid, at least make it an event or something, not uber eats so i might have to go with the uber eats because the more i think about yeah. the more it's actually like it's it's more dumb i've got to be honest okay then
1: i gotta i gotta come back and, and say something about lou wills because if, okay. if you didn't catch our pod when this came out uh, a couple months ago uh and we discussed it the lou will story the easy joke to make is I well no one's going to a strip club for wings. However, I will repeat the story from what I had heard from a columnist uh, in Atlanta who I was, I was, I had the pleasure of doing a pod with uh, on on a different platform. And he mentioned that that place specifically is actually known for their wings. So while there is some, some credence to him wanting some really good wings the the stupidity comes into well that's not the reason why you were allowed to leave the bubble and definitely (laughs) make sure whoever you're with doesn't post it on Instagram, you idiot.
0: Yes. 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 From six man to wingman basically. See
2: and it's not even like when he did post or, or I guess pose uh for those pictures, like why pose? If you're trying to not be if you if you you know, don't want your identity to be shown, but you want to get some wings. I feel you, man. Yo, get those wings, but don't pose and like throw up a peace sign for your buddy who's going to obviously throw this up on Instagram. Like that's <laughs> that's what's what's got me going. So I'm gonna go with the will on that one. That was not six man material. Sorry. All right, my last one, last one for this uh, category. Which one was funnier? LeBron James doing an interview on what looked like a throne, <laughs> which really uh, turned out to be a hotel armchair, or the fact that the NBA built a hair salon in the bubble.
0: I thought you were going to say when we Giannis for defensive player of the year had like the, the freaking gang behind him, but, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, that was too. Okay. It, it's, it, it's funny in one way, but it's also inc- like, it, it is cool. And I'm not speaking out of jealousy when I say it's funny, but they built an entire goddamn hair salon. And I think it's even funnier. <laughs> they um, did,
2: yes. You had yes.
0: like Rajon Rondo and Bam Adebayo rocking the same do. You had um, Jimmy Butler not having anything done. You had so many hairstyles that look great, but also a lot of shit. Like, well, I don't know what I'm looking at so because of that, it's like, they built a goddamn barbershop. Either get better dues or ask for a due, but they basically did this for you guys. Like, now it's officially NBA 2K, like, my neighborhood. So, yeah, I've got to go with the hair salon, That's mm-hmm. funny as it is, because, you know, like, it's... You know the beating of a dead horse like lebron james is the king la does da is one thing but they built a hair salon like that's the only thing you could say in like 2020 like the nba is so respectful of their players that in the bubble they gotta build a hair salon like that's they gotta build a barbershop it's amazing
2: <laughs> it's true
0: that's And so
1: I, I got nothing to add to that man you you laid it out perfectly and I, i'm gonna agree with you there <laughs> that's it's uh man, and even and just you the first notice. pictures of it i was like oh my gosh like yeah that was a a lot of of that was just some grass and now there is a hair salon there that <laughs> wasn't there
2: a month ago right it's
0: it's grass, just so more grass off people's heads like it's it's the exact same thing
2: man it, it was it looked really cool too like floor to ceiling windows and everything and they they had like TVs in there. It's like it's a real life. it's a real barbershop. It's
0: really nice. They're the extreme All right, so so or something to make that thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I wonder how I wonder what they're doing with that now. Like is it is it demolished or, it's or a Disney the attraction. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> Sit in the chair where Surge got lined up.
0: <laughs> Sit in the chair where uh, Jimmy pretended to have a trim. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and and get Mickey Mouse ears while you're at it. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: okay, okay. So I got three other ones. Now we're we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Okay. Um, I want to know which one you think is the more unexpected storyline out of the two. So I'll give you uh, I'll give you one right here. Um, which one is more unexpected? The Phoenix Suns going 8-0 and in a bubble, still not making it into the playoffs. Or the Washington Wizards ending with a worse win percentage than the Hornets, who weren't <laughs> even invited to the bowl. Which was more unexpected and egregious. Yeah, Jay, you go first. Oh, man,
1: they're both equally unexpected. I'm going to go with uh, the Suns because the Wizards, they suck.
0: And yeah. <laughs> so for them, losing
1: losing is second nature to them, so that's not unexpected at all. Uh, I get where you're going, though, with the the fact that they ended up with a lower win percentage than the Hornets, who didn't even play a game. But uh yeah, definitely the suns And you know, I will say that the first four-ish games were earned; the last four-ish weren't, because that's a time when people started resting. So mm. still, they earned it, right? And that that Booker buzzer beater was the best buzzer beater before the actual best buzzer beater. Yeah. And I would not even need to mention what that is, but it was the 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 highlight of the regular season portion of the bubble. And that just added to their their improbable run to 8-0. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Suns.
0: I thought we were supposed to be arguing, because so far we just seem to be agreeing. I know, Uh, we just seem to, we we were too (laughs) in line. I've got to go with the Suns, because that was the team, and I know I'm a part of this party, where a lot of us said, these guys are going to suck, why are they even here? They ended up playing the best in the bubble, which you raise a good point about the players resting, but still, they capitalized on it. It's the same thing where people say, Mm -hmm. oh, LeBron James had it easy. He still tried as opposed to the Clippers, who kind of just, outside of Kawhi Leonard, just crapped the bed and said, well, we got Kawhi, we're going to be okay. No, they still showed up, and the Suns still showed up. So if it wasn't for games that were out of their chance, or, you know, it was out of their control, and it was all up to chance, they could have actually made it. Now, would they have beaten the Lakers? I don't know, because everybody thought the Trailblazers would have had a good shot, but uh, they clearly didn't even though they tried but you know it's not even just surprising it was something that i think a lot of us were rooting for we're like oh my god i hope they do make it out they deserve it they were like Mm -hmm. the jimmy butler of the finals before jimmy butler of the finals like wow we completely misrepresented this team i hope they come back next year and they do well And i i do mean that meanwhile um newsflash the wizards are crap and they've always been crap so like what's surprising about that the fact that but here's the, thing. In the records now they they were so bad that they were actually worse than when they came in technically to the point that yep. they were ranked below a team that didn't make it in i think is one of the funniest stats i've ever heard and it couldn't have happened mm-hmm. to a shittier team if unless it was the next good good riddance washington and, well bradley the- field deserves better <laughs> I
2: think what I love most about that story is the fact that the Hornets uh, lose out on a better draft pick because the Wizards are so bad. That's <laughs> that's what I love about that. You know what, too? It's <laughs> so bad, When <one. laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Phoenix Suns, like, ain't no. The the fact that they they gave themselves a chance and and that's commendable. It, it sucks that... I don't think they would have done a better job than, than Portland Trailblazers, but I do agree that they... Had, it was really cool that they got eight and zero. All right, second one. In this one, I'm actually very intrigued because I, you know, I'm gonna take away my homerism. But what do you think was more unexpected, or or maybe more exciting? I don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll stick with the unexpected. The Denver Nuggets coming back from a three one deficit twice, or OG and Obi zero point five seconds.
0: I mean, mm. I. Look, like, I've got to get rid of my homerism. I wouldn't say it's unexpected, because I'm not going to try and sound like OG, where it's like, you know, I, I this is my job, so I, I expect it to go in. But we've seen buzzer beaters before, and I'm not to take away from how special this one was. This was very special. But it, you think, oh my god, there might be a chance. When you're down 3-1, you almost automatically assume this is it. And that's why the Cavaliers championship is so special. You basically assume you're done. Goodbye. Sayonara. You could try your best, which is basically what happened when the the Lakers went up three, one, we knew that the Heat weren't going to come back, but we would have loved it if they did. But the Nuggets did it twice. And when they were down three, one to the Clippers in that, that uh, the fifth game, I suppose in the third towards the end, The Clippers were up by, like, 20 points or something ridiculous. They had it in the bag. So I cannot sit here and pretend that that is less unexpected than OG hitting the shot when the guy's a dull player. I've got to go with the Nuggets. I'm sorry.
1: I think here's the time when I can find try to find at least a reason to, to... Find a different answer than you and I, and I probably would have agreed with you. But I'm going to go with OG just because if we think about the play itself, right, and sure. we think mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Uh, the the twenty-ish seconds that happened before then with Kemba, the number one raptor killer statistically, and him somehow getting around a double team that involved Marcus All and no look passing to to Daniel Tice and like that felt like at the time those raptor killing games where you're you literally fall to the ground when it happens and when you dump that mm-hmm. 0.5 you're like this is it it's done like we're about to go down 3-0 like and then on top of that the inbound it's freaking taco fall standing in front of Lowry yeah. like that's <laughs> even beautiful more. That, pass for me it was like this is just this is just embarrassing like he's got to pass it over taco fall so, unexpectedly, like really unexpectedly, like I, I, I kind of wish I recorded it. And I, I don't know why I haven't learned from the Kawhi buzzer beater of last year. I did not record my reaction, and I wish I did because you never know when these things are going to happen. And damn it, obviously I didn't see it happening. So uh, I'm going to go with the buzzer beater because no. on top of the the what happened before, what happened at the the buzzer, and then all the stuff that happened after with like. I, and this is why I love Raptors Twitter is like they jump on it and they, I think I saw, I'm not lying, at least 20 different video montages with different <laughs> yes. songs in the background. And yeah, I, I got to say, it's uh, unexpected doesn't even begin to say how, how, I guess, unexpected
2: I, I felt after that. Fair enough. I think the best video montage was the Celine Dion version <laughs> of like, "My Heart Will Go On" with OG. That was incredible. I'm going to agree with Jay on this one. I think that the OG buzzer beater uh, was probably the most unexpected because of the circumstances of it was. We were going to be down three uh, zero, and but zero point five seconds. How many times have a buzzer beater in the playoffs um, to win a game uh, have gone? You know. Uh, unexpectedly i guess quick trivia quick trivia how many uh just give me a number how many times in the nba history have teams come back from a, a 3-1 deficit outside of the two from this year in denver
0: hasn't it only been like
1: six i think it's more than that Is oh a- no, actually that, that sounds like a good number actually um i'm gonna price this right you and say seven
2: Oh, don't do that <laughs> Oh, God <laughs> boy. we're not rounding up though <laughs> so including and I- including the this year's denver nuggets it has happened 13 times
0: oh wow okay uh, so it was in still of the war, NBA but, playoffs. so so uh, you know if
1: you six i was gonna say some ridiculous number like 25 so
0: oh wow okay
1: uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <for that> <laughs> all right and finally Finally, and I'm pretty sure you knew this one was coming, guys. Which one was more unexpected? Clippers being eliminated in the Western semifinals, or the Bucks being eliminated in the Eastern semifinals? I'm gonna
0: go with Clippers because weren't we all predicting that we were gonna beat the Bucks, or that Boston might have, or you know, the Heat were a dark horse. None of us were saying that the Clippers were going to be eliminated, especially Fair. that early, mm. and they were up 3-1. I'm sorry, but that is without question the disappointment of the season. Like, Jesus Christ, it's so underwhelming, I don't even feel compelled to care about what's going to happen to the next year. Get Tyronn Lue all you want, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, unless you get a complete overhaul and a chemistry lesson – even like a 101 in, in in university or something, like a basic-ass chemistry lesson on what, on what a solid, like, you know, different solutions are, they're not going to do well. We've learned. So they've got to get their shit together. That's all I know. Disappointment of the of the 2020s so far, without question.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to stick with you on that one, Clippers. Um, I'm trying to find here, as you were talking, I was trying to find... The remember, uh, Jason, you did right before the the playoffs started. You did one of those playoff prediction brackets. Oh, god! Yes, I yes. I could yes, have yes. swore oh. I had in one of my versions uh, the Heat beating the Bucks, and I can't find it. So it's oh, really dang. Pissing. Well, if it's you
2: just, do, we're gonna tweet well, that out yeah. of my ass.
1: But but the point of it is that the Bucks losing sometime before the NBA finals was foreseen by us, right? Yeah. Whether it was to yeah. the Heat. Or the Celtics or the Raptors. I think most of us probably had the Raptors over the Bucks. Um, at least there was some sort of prediction there. This was like the Clippers losing maybe to the Lakers. I could, I could have accepted, but to yeah. the Nuggets? Mm-hmm. No. No way. Not down no chance wall. in hell. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah, down that's, through
1: exactly, exactly. It's gotta be it.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It had, it had to be asked uh, in this case, but I do agree that. Seeing the Clippers being limited, and I don't know if you guys have, have heard uh, the the Bill Simmons podcast with Jared Dudley, where basically he was saying that they were laughing. They were yep. not laughing in a way that, like, that, unexpected. you know, they were making, yeah, they weren't laughing at them. They were just unexpectedly, like, my gosh, like, as fans, like, are you nobody? Kidding? <laughs> and I mean, nobody thought that the Clippers were going to lose in this kind of a fashion, being up 3 1 in a Western Semis. Wow, having arguably two two of the top players, like two maybe top fifteen players in the league, arguably one of the best defense in the league, arguably one of the best coaches in the league, and go flame out. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It is incredible what happened. That storyline was amazing. The fact, well, you know, I'm going to shout out, you know, Patrick Beverly too when he he agreed. He was like he was on IG live. And he was like, "I'm gonna take it on the punches, man. I'm gonna take it on the punches with the three, two, one, Cancun." When he was talking to Damian Lillard, but ah, oh, what a brought story. It upon well, himself.
0: sorry. Exactly.
2: I appreciate you guys uh, giving me your best, the funniest take or the most unexpected take. I think, all in all, Bubble was entertaining. The season number two. Wasn't very very entertaining and i don't think we will ever see it you know knock on wood i hope we don't see it i do hope that we go back to normalcy but maybe this is normalcy we'll never know until then dre
0: where can we find you brother you can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can follow my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, dot F-A-T-A-L-E.com. I'm currently reviewing horror movies for every single day of October, the 31 Days of Horror, the Good and the Terrible. So that's exciting. My top 100 films of the 1970s is up. So go give that a look. And congratulations to The Seattle Storm. I knew you could do it. And go for a back-to-back next year. Jay, where can we find you?
1: find me on twitter at Rosalisaurus. i did a thanksgiving piece on the raptors on raptors hq which is where you can find all of my articles as well as this podcast uh the thanksgiving piece really just gave thanks to a bunch of different raptors i I encourage you to check it out that was really a good time for all of us to just be thankful for anything really i mean let alone our raptors Mm -hmm. so i encourage you to give that one uh, a peep i had one other thing to possibly plug and i cannot remember it oh yes yeah, so i was just on the uh you guys may have heard me speak about the locker room app a couple of times it was in beta form it's now going to be in the app store very soon i believe this week so if you get a chance uh download it i am a fairly regular podcaster on there as well uh, it's a pretty cool app. I think it's only available on iOS for the next couple of months. Um, but uh, if you ever want to try podcasting out either as an active, uh, active listener or even starting a film podcast, i sure like you to try out that app. No, I don't know why <laughs>
2: Too. I have a little 30-second uh, ad. You we know, spent two hours recording 30 seconds. But anyways, you can find yeah, you can find me on there. But yeah, it's it's nice to talk to you guys, man. It's nice to talk to you fans too. Until next time. That's
0: a wrap. Bro, listen, don't ever give up on yourself you already a <laughs>